Support comes from the Virginia Living Museum. I'm Jessica Azura, Senior Director of Guest Engagement, welcoming you to experience the wonder of Virginia's native birds, mammals, marine life, and reptiles, all with a focus on education and conservation. More at thevlm.org. And a very good morning to you. Dwight Davis with you for our Sunday morning bird notes. We're going to consider a very common, very well-known bird this morning. Common because the bird long ago figured out how to live in proximity to humans. And so we're familiar with the crow. There are 100 or so species of crows and jays all collected into one family, the corvidae including some of the world's most familiar birds that have secured their place in legend and literature. The name crow, by the way, apparently derives from the bird's call. That word itself can be traced back a couple of thousand years. And the legends go back even further. Think of the raven in the Bible, or the one that sits on Thor's shoulder. Later, Shakespeare will mention the crow some dozen times in his plays and poems. Crows are known around the world, living almost everywhere except Antarctica and New Zealand. We call, call rather, our version the common crow, which is very similar to the carrion crow of Europe and Asia. In Indian, the house crow is the best known. In eastern and southern Asia, it is the jungle crow that is common, and the pied crow is the South African representative. These birds and their cousins are known for their boldness and their intelligence and their adaptability. Experiments with captive crows have shown that crows have considerable learning ability, good memories, and can count up to three or four, maybe. They can be taught to mimic other sounds, including the human voice. This intelligence, plus the fact that they are omnivorous, helps account for the adaptability of crows, allowing them to survive and flourish even in the face of persecution. We have two different crows here in Hampton Roads, by the way, the common crow and the fish crow. The common crow lives throughout the area, but the fish crow is limited to the tidewater area. That's tidewater with a lowercase t. The fish crow, as you might suspect, eats fish and crabs and other things, but being omnivorous like all crows, it'll take berries and just about anything else it can get. The birds look alike, the fish crow and the common crow. The common crow is usually a bit larger, 17 to 21 inches long. The fish crow averaging anywhere from 16 to 20. Obviously, there's an overlap here. A small common crow could be smaller than a large fish crow. So what do you do? It's practically impossible to distinguish these two big black birds in the field just by looking at them. So what is a crow watcher to do? Well... The answer is listen. The common crow says call, just like in the nursery rhymes. The fish crow has a shorter, more nasal sound, and it's often broken into two syllables, like kaha. Audubon says of the uh, note of the fish crow that it's different from the other species of the genus, resembling the syllables ha, ha, hey, frequently repeated. One would suppose that they are troubled with a cough or a cold. During the breeding season, their notes are much varied and are not disagreeable. So says Audubon. But, of course, when it comes to sound, descriptions are uh, not always uh, helpful. So let's listen. Here's the crow. Again, the common crow 
Just going call, call. Here's the fish crow. So, if you want to tell a common crow from the fish crow here in Hampton Roads, the way to do it is just listen. Support comes from the Virginia Living Museum. I'm Jessica Azura, Senior Director of Guest Engagement, welcoming you to experience the wonder of Virginia's native birds, mammals, marine life, and reptiles, all with a focus on education and conservation. More at the VLM.org.